Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, August 1st. On this date in 1966, a normal day at the University of Texas in Austin turned into a nightmare. A heavily armed man named Charles Whitman opened fire on the main campus from the top of a clock tower. He ended up killing a total of 14 people before he was shot and killed by police. On this date in 1977, two former bodyguards of Elvis Presley released the book Elvis, What Happened? It claimed the king of rock and roll was an overweight recluse. Elvis died just two weeks later. And on this date in 1981, the cable network MTV made its debut. The first video it played was by a group called The Buggles. Can you name the song? I'll tell you that answer in just a couple of minutes. But first, let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for your forecast. And good morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Silvine. We'll start out pretty comfortable this morning. Lots of sunshine on the way. Temperatures will start out in the 70s. We'll climb to the mid-80s at lunchtime. By the middle of the afternoon through the evening, there could be a couple of isolated showers and storms as temperatures today go up close to 90 degrees. We're going to try out something new, a little bit below average as we go through the upcoming days. Highs in the upper 80s Wednesday, all the way most likely through Saturday. Now, it will be fairly dry Wednesday, Thursday. Better rain chance heads our way for Friday and the beginning of the weekend. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. The owner of a now-closed North Charleston bar is facing a new lawsuit in connection to a deadly shooting. That shooting happened more than two years ago in May of 2021. That was when North Charleston police responded to Vibes Restaurant and Lounge on Ashley Phosphate Road, where they say they found 30-year-old Kadeem Felder, who'd been shot and killed. Now, LaRonda Johnson, who's representing Felder's estate, is suing the bar's owner and their security, Black Armor. Now, the suit alleges that they were negligent in maintaining a safe environment. Neither the bar owner nor the security company responded when he reached out to them for comment. Three men, those right here on your screen, are still facing charges in connection to Felder's death. Saquon Moody, Joseph Jenkins, and Edmund Franklin Jr. The bar is now known as Suede Nightclub. It was the site of a shooting earlier this month that left two women hurt and several cars damaged. A Somerville mother has been charged in the death of her son after he was able to access a loaded firearm while unsupervised. Sierra Morrison is charged with unlawful conduct toward a child. She turned herself in back on July 14th. According to the arrest warrant, Morrison left her son in her bedroom for up to an hour with an unsecured and loaded gun. Police say Morrison told them she heard a loud boom and then found her son lying in a pool of blood with the gun by his feet. The Dorchester County coroner says the boy died after accidentally shooting himself. Morrison could face up to 10 years in prison if she's convicted. A statewide system for tracking rape kits in South Carolina is a year overdue and still in development. Yesterday, the state law enforcement division issued a report about the system status, saying it's making strides. Under state law, medical facilities, law enforcement agencies, and forensic labs that handle sexual assault kits had to use the new system by June of last year. SLED signed off on the system and will test the program in the coming months and hopes to have the system ready by the end of this year. 
This month, Charleston Waterkeeper and the state's Department of Natural Resources are teaming up to help replenish marshes across the low country. And they're asking you to join in on the muddy fund that'll benefit the environment and keep Charleston's marsh thriving. Live Five's Destiny Kennedy joins us in West Ashley where a marsh grass planting event is set to take place. And Destiny, what can those who want to volunteer, what can they expect? Good morning, Katie and Shelby. I'm here at Ashleyville, which is one of the sites that will receive the marsh grass. Today's volunteer opportunity will take place from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. The importance of replenishing the marsh is because it supports an abundance of plant and animal life. It also provides water quality and services as a buffer for the land from flooding and storms. Charleston Waterkeeper and the Department of Natural Resources take the seeds of the marsh grass and grow it in a greenhouse until it is ready to be planted, as well as add oyster shells to build new oyster reefs. Volunteers must register to help this initiative, but it is too late to sign up for today's event. However, the next chance to volunteer to help plant marsh grass will be Thursday, August 10th at 8.30 to 11.30 a.m. here at Ashleyville. There will also be an opportunity to help clean the Philbine Creek on Friday, August 11th from 9 to 11 a.m. Staff scientist and volunteer coordinator for Charleston's Water Keeper, Cheryl Carmack, says volunteers play a huge role in helping the marsh thrive. We couldn't do the work without the volunteers that come and give their time. It's a muddy process, so volunteers um, need to not be shy about getting in the pluff mud, um, but it's a lot of fun. And getting that hands-on um, relationship with the marsh, I think, really connects people to, the, to their environment. You know, looking at the marsh versus being in the marsh experiencing it uh, can really change your perspective. For more information and to volunteer, click at this story at live5news.com. Reporting live in West Ashley, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. Information released in the courtroom yesterday tells us more about a deadly fire and stabbing in Colleton County last month. Ryan Manigo is now charged with 21 total counts in connection to the deaths of six people, including his 11-year-old daughter. Emily Johnson tells us more after Manigo waived his right to appear before a judge. Family members of the Green Pond tragedy told us that every time new details emerge in this case, it feels like they're ripping off a band-aid for the family to heal. New charges released against Manigo include incest, sexual conduct with a minor, three additional murder charges, arson, kidnapping, and possession of a deadly weapon in commission of a violent crime. In the affidavits released, the sole surviving 13-year-old victim said to authorities that Manigo entered the residence under, quote, the cloak of darkness while armed with a knife. The surviving victim added that Manigo stabbed family members to death, seized the child and her underage cousin, and forcibly raped them at knife point before setting the house on fire and stabbing the girls multiple times. The victim's cousin died from her injuries, according to the affidavit. He took, might as well say, two matriarchs of our family at one time, other family members. So the grieving process already was major. And every time there's a new discovery, in this case, it's like a blow to the family. So it's like a Band-Aid being ripped off every time. And we have to deal with this as a family. 
Manigault will remain in custody at the Colleton County Detention Center or at least until a circuit court judge can determine whether or not he will be qualifying for bail. Reporting in Walterboro, Emily Johnson, Live 5 News. Today, a judge will decide whether the woman facing charges related to a deadly Folly Beach crash will stay behind bars ahead of her trial. Jamie Komorski is facing multiple charges, including felony DUI and reckless homicide for the deadly crash that killed newlywed Samantha Miller back in April. Miller's husband and two others were also hurt in that crash. Komorski's lawyers claim she's not a danger to the public and does not pose a flight risk. They say if she's released on bond today, she'll immediately enter rehab to deal with her alcohol dependence. The ex-Palmetto State Bank CEO accused of conspiring with convicted killer Alec Murdoch will learn how long he'll stay behind bars today. Russell Lafitte will be in court at 10 a.m. for his sentencing hearing. Last week, federal prosecutors recommended he serve between 9 and 12 years while also paying restitution and fines. Lafitte was found guilty of six counts of financial crimes back in November. In the filing, prosecutors say Lafitte has failed to take any accountability for his own action. School District 4 is opening its first new school in nearly 25 years, and it's all part of a plan to consolidate middle schools. The new school will be called Woodland Middle, and it'll be right next to Woodland High School. It's set to hold around 500 students. The district says this new building will ultimately create opportunities for students. After the consolidation, St. George Middle School could become the district's new office, while Harleyville Ridgeville Middle could be used to handle future growth. Well, as families get ready to send their students back to school, even as early as this week, the upcoming tax-free weekend could help ease the costs of some supplies. This weekend, certain items will be exempt from sales and local taxes. Experts say you should only buy what you need, though, right now, because there could be more deals later on in the year, especially around the holidays. They're also warning buyers to beware, as some stores could actually raise prices to account for the discounts. If you're looking to avoid the crowds, eligible items bought online are also tax-free. Another way to save on some school supplies is to attend a giveaway. Luckily, there are plenty coming up ahead of the new school year. Here in Berkeley County, there's a back-to-school kickback next week. The ICANN Scholarship Organization is hosting a back-to-school bash in St. Stephen. That event will have free food, school supplies for all ages, and music games and vendors. It'll run from 4 to 6 p.m. In Charleston County, the Pack the Back Back to School event will take place the following Saturday, August 12th, from noon to 3 p.m. It'll be in the T-Mobile call center parking lot. There will be a backpack giveaway, food, a police and fire truck show, and face painting. How fun. To see even more supply giveaways, head to live5news.com and click on the banner called The List. And speaking of back to school, here's a reminder that the Georgetown County School District is heading back to class this week. Yeah, it's crazy to think how fast it flies. Students' first day back will be this Thursday. We'll be covering the start to their new school year all morning that day, starting bright and early at 4.30 a.m. So stay with us for that. Law enforcement across the country are participating in National Night Out today. The goal there is to have police and the community members come together to build better relationships. Agencies across the low country will be participating in that fun. The Mount Pleasant Police Department is hosting its event tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. That one will be at the Mount Pleasant Memorial Waterfront Park. There will be food, a bouncy castle, foam axe throwing, some live music, and so much more. And officers from all of the units will be there. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office is participating as well.
There is also is going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. tonight and will be at the Midtown Club in Nexton. They'll have food trucks, some snow cones and a photo booth there. You can get entry with a donation to the teacher supply closet. They'll have plenty of first responders in attendance there. All right, check this out. A Charleston table tennis club player went out of his way to help a young team from Argentina after a planned trip took a wrong turn, literally. What was supposed to be a team trip to the annual Pan American Youth Table Tennis Championships took a turn after the Argentinian group ended up in the wrong Charleston. The tournament was supposed to take place in Charleston, West Virginia. The team was stranded here at our local airport. Charleston Table Tennis Center member Clint Veach stepped up, personally driving the team to their destination. They ended up placing fifth overall in the championship. Such a cool story, though. Love to hear that. At the top of the show, I told you that MTV made its debut on this date in 1981. The first video it played was a song by The Buggles. That song was called Video Killed the Radio Star. Celebrating birthdays on this first day of August, singer Ramblin' Jack Elliott is 92, blues musician Robert Cray is 70, and actress Tempest Bledsoe, who played daughter Vanessa Huxtable on The Cosby Show, is 50. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. We hope you'll make a habit of it. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a great Tuesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.